It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program for this uh, Tuesday morning. I'm Roger Bouchard, and um, today uh, I placed a phone call uh, to uh, Steve D'Agostino yesterday. He answered the phone, and I asked him to uh, come in and talk about a few topics. And I told him what the topics were, but actually there's a whole bunch of other topics I didn't tell him about, and I'm secretly going to unveil them on him this morning, and he won't know anything about it until he hears about it. Oh, you're here? I'm sorry, I didn't see you walk in the studio, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to WNRI. Nice to have you here. Nice uh, to be here. We're going to chat with um, Mr. D'Agostino about um, a broad uh, range of topics. You know, I think uh, some people might misunderstand what his job is. They might think it has to do with roads and plowing and um, paving and uh, stuff. And it's true. He's, that's his responsibility. But uh, it's a much broader responsibility than that. And we're going to cover some of those topics. We do want to tell you, though, it is a talk show. And um, Mr. D'Agostino is uh, willing to uh, chat with you if you uh, have a topic of conversation to, uh, to bring up. Now, uh, now we're going to talk. Are you doing all right? I'm doing fine. You look very dapper this morning. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm well dressed up. My wife makes sure I have the same matching clothes well, every nice day. Job. Thank you. First topic is we got a postcard in the mail uh, the other day. Uh, most people who uh, get a water bill uh, from the uh, water department, and I know that uh, you're not the um, waterworks guy, but m- maybe uh, the, before we ask you about the water quality, how is how is that that structured? Is the is the water department like under your dur- jurisdiction, or is it a separate entity onto itself? Uh, how do you see the water department? No, it's um, definitely under my jurisdiction. Um, everybody reports to me. Um, we, as you know, we contract our um, water treatment plant out. And currently, um, we, you know, initially it was Suez that had the contract to... Uh, run our water treatment plant, but now recently um, Veolia uh, acquired Suez um, in a purchase, and um, so now it's Veolia. And they're the company that um, are the vendors uh, that uh, operate the water treatment plant, and are they the company then responsible for the uh, water quality report that was sent to uh, water customers? No, actually, that belongs to um, the water department, which, uh, you know, our uh, direct uh, employees for the city of Woonsocket, they um, manage and oversee the distribution of the water. So, you know, Veolia treats the water at our water treatment plant, and they get paid to do that and maintain our plant. And our employees, which um, number about, there's probably 20 or so um, employees in the Woonsocket Water Department. And they control the, uh, they oversee the distribution, the, the storage tanks, the reservoirs, etc. So basically, uh, the, uh, the company uh, that is the contractor is responsible for the water coming into the plant, treating it, and when it leaves, it's the water department takes That's over. That's correct. <laughs> yep, under uh, Mark Vigiani. It's a little complicated, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, the city, you know, we didn't go the, the path of the, uh, the wastewater facility, if you will. Years ago, they outsourced that, and they outsourced the distribution, and they outsourced everything, quite frankly, and there's only, you know, two employees at the uh, wastewater facility. All right, we'll get to uh, wastewater a little bit uh, further on down the line, but uh, the initial uh, phone call to you is to discuss the uh, annual water quality report. And uh, I did read, um, I read the postcard, uh, which I have here, uh, that was sent to the, this is the one that's sent to the radio station. I got one at home, read the same thing. 
And basically, here's what it said, I'm, uh, and then I'm going to ask you to interpret it. Okay. Uh, when Socket Water Division detected 12 contaminants in the drinking water, however, 11 contaminants were allowable levels and one MCL yes. being a non-violation. Could you put that in layman's terms? Yeah, so one of the, um, if you did, you went online and you... Uh, yeah, I got the rest of it you, here. You acquired the, the annual report, which... You know, we are mandated to do by the um, Department of Health. We, mm -hmm. we have to put this out, and we do a good job. And um, <clears throat> the water is, is very, you know, it's very clean. It's very safe. And, you know, and then if you go to the water report, you see the, um, the list of, uh, you know, can the substances that were detected in your water. Mm -hmm. Some of them are naturally occur in, you know, just in... The way they, they filter through the ground, they're in the reservoir, they're in the water, and some are as a result of the treatment of our process at the water treatment plant. Mm -hmm. But what, what you know you should know and take comfort in is that all of the levels are at the safe, what the Department of Health deems safe, okay? So, um, and one of them was at the you know, the threshold, if you will, like, uh, you know, the, I, I think it was benzo. And, um, you know, 200 is the, uh, was the amount detected, and the high-low range was 200. Mm -hmm. So it's right at that, you know, threshold level, and there's no violation. So that was the one that um, was, you know, detected at that maximum level, if you will. So, um, what about other water uh, water sources uh, in New England or around the country? Uh, do do they ever get um, notice from um, the local uh, environmental agency in their state, or or maybe um, nationally that they have to like stop uh, the drinking water from going into uh, the faucets because the water is so bad? You yeah, ever I, hear about that? I do hear um, periodically situations where, you know, there are egregious violations and, you know, there's a band on the water, whatever, whether it be too much lead, too much copper, whatever. And those are, those are very um, closely monitored as well. And um, as I say, our, our system, um, you know, since I've been here, it's, it's, it's just a very well-run system. The water is very safe. Um, we've never had these incidents where, you know, you have to boil the water, it's unsafe. Um, we monitor our water daily. Every day um, there are, you know, several taps throughout the city, and we take samples, and they're tested at the lab. And, you know, it, it's very heavily monitored, and um, it's very well run, I might, I might add. Um, could we do some things better? Um, to, you know, ensure that? Sure we could. Um, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm probably said a hundred times to you, our distribution um, system should be upgraded in the, in the future. You know, and we do have areas that we are targeting that um, would, we'd like to um, uh, upgrade the distribution, you know, the pipes in the ground. Steve, I would say that if there's a, any kind of a danger about uh, water um, uh, in coming into anybody's homes, it's not from uh, the water treatment plant. Uh, it's uh, after it leaves going through the antiquated pipes and then, and then from the street going through my antiquated pipes <laughs> yep. and then being drawn up, drawn up there. You know, um, I think that... Um, Probably most people would be smart uh, if they're in a, an old city like Woonsocket that if they have clean water coming from the water treatment plant uh, and an older system uh, delivering it uh, through the city, then maybe they should have some kind of a water purifier at the other end. It, you it know? wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't it hurt. Wouldn't hurt. Right? I would, you know, I would strongly. It would make you feel better, right? It would make you feel better. And mm -hmm. um, I strongly, <clears throat> I would strongly encourage that. And, um, you know, where I live, I mean, I have a well in the ground and mm -hmm. God knows what's in there but uh, I definitely have a purification system before mm -hmm. I even think of drinking it you know but uh, 
I can get, almost guarantee you the water that I have at my house through the well is not as safe mm-hmm. as what you're drinking. So you put the uh, you put the filter in, but um, you don't uh, take a water sample and send it out for analysis. No. What you don't know doesn't hurt you, right? Exactly. And I'm still here. So. <laughs> right. But uh, good but enough. No, I mean it's you know this report is very thorough, and you know there's even areas to help you understand you know there's abbreviations for what things mean and symbols you know mcl maximum contaminant level uh you know what i'm saying uh m mclg maximum containment level goal so we help you to um really understand we explain how we um, purify the water i mean you know this, this is a pretty thorough report um it's it's pretty easy to read. It's an easy read. Who is the jurisdiction body over the city's water that could make you do something? Uh, is it uh, Rhode Island DEM or is it in uh, well, EPA National? There's there's probably there's four. There's EPA. There's DEM. There's uh, uh, D- DOH. Mm-hmm. There's PUC. Um, so there's, there's 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 many. There's plenty of oversight. There's huh? plenty. All right. Yeah. And they make themselves known to you, right? Well, uh, uh, they do. All right. Let's summarize the water. Um, uh, shall we say the water quality report by saying that um, after all was said and done, whether it's a postcard you read or whether it was uh, printing out the water quality report, like I did, I didn't understand a lot of it. Even uh, there's, I just I get can't get over how many different elements there are right. in in a drop of water. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we basically treat for bacteria and viruses and particulates mm-hmm. to, to, to extract. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, there's there are some, you know, substances in your water that they're just going to be in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, they're at the allowable level deemed by the government. Right. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to make sure that uh, Mr. D'Agostino is saying... What he's saying accurate. When we go to our break, we're going to force him to drink eight ounces of water drawn from the tap here at the radio station. Right? No problem. Will you be willing to do that? I would. Okay, well then, then uh, what you said is extremely credible to me. Now, aside from the report, I I did mention when we were having our little conversation yesterday that I would um, do this uh, again because I do believe that people should know that uh, not only do we have... uh, clean and clear drinking water, but that we have a lot of water, at least for the time being. There's always a drought can always uh, hit us. But tell us um, again, so the people know, uh, compared to California and New Mexico and Arizona, and, and the stories are out there, they are having 100-degree uh, temperatures again out there, and uh, they are conserving water, and we don't have to. No, I mean, um, Woonsocket is a very... Uh you know, rich in water. Um, we have an abundance of water. Um, we have over a billion gallons of water stored at any given time. And I've been here eight years, and I've only seen one summer where the, our main reservoir was, um, you know, it, it, it was getting to be depleted. Um, but still, we had Harris Pond that we didn't even tap into. So our main reservoir, you know, holds about a billion gallons, and uh, Harris Pond holds about 300 million gallons, and um, our uh, storage reservoir near the plant holds about 30 million. So all total, you know, about 1.4 billion gallons in that area, and, you know, I've seen uh, just frequently, uh, recently I should say, the, the main reservoir was spilling over, which means it's capacity. So um, that's, a, that's a good place to be in. Woonsocket is not one of those communities that, you know, we, we really worry about water. But we do worry about the, the quality of the water that filtrates into the reservoir and how we uh, show that effectively as a group, as administration, council, whatever, we purchase, we always acquire land whenever it becomes available around our, especially our main reservoir. Mm-hmm. So people don't realize, but the people in Woonsocket own a lot of property. Um, we own about 650 acres of land in surrounding North Smithfield, Smithfield, Lincoln. 
that surround the reservoir. You know, we're probably a lot largest landowners in North Smithfield. Mm-hmm. So, um, is that called our watershed? It's watershed, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful property. Um, I frequently go up there and just scout around the whole area and make sure that everything's being taken care of. But uh, it's pristine land; it's gorgeous, and uh, you know we're just we're rich in land as well as water. You don't go fishing there, don't no? You? I do no. not go fishing <laughs> <laughs> or bathing. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, that that would even be worse. Yeah, yeah right. Be worse. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, so we have uh, an abundance uh, of water, and um, and short of a drought, um, yeah. uh, it's going to stay uh, stay that way. And right now, we're only using about five million gallons a day of water mm-hmm. through our treatment plant. And there's a billion in storage. Yeah. So okay. if you do the math, yeah, we're good. I mean, there's a lot wasted because it, we have to supply. Crookfall Brook with with water for wildlife, and mm. that's per DM, you know, and that just runs through our uh, reservoir in Manville as well. Steve, were you ever, uh, shall we say, hesitant about the city of Woonsocket expanding its uh, water customer base? Uh, because you know, we, there are times when uh, we look for authorization from uh, the council to uh, for another house to connect. Uh, in uh, maybe Blackstone or another house in North Smithfield. Uh, but uh, based on what you said, I, I guess so we could take on a few more customers. We could, but not in the the fashion that it was before mm-hmm. I got here. Right. Okay? I, I don't believe we should get into the distribution business as far as the pipes um, in other towns. Okay, mm-hmm. Because then we have to maintain that. We need a larger crew. And the, the fact of the matter is the dollars are just not there to support that. Mm-hmm. Okay? The, 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 what you sell water for and the cost of the maintenance, you know, doesn't add up. So I'm, I'm like-minded um, with the council as far as um, no more distribution in North Smithfield. Or if, if, you know, if we can put a hot box up and just sell water mm-hmm. without pipes and... Uh, you know, maintenance. Let them take it from the hot Let box. Them, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. I'm, I am on board with that. Mm-hmm. But as far as being in the plumbing business, if you will, in another town and being responsible for their roads and whatever, no. Apparently, we've had uh, maybe some history yes, to make have. you uh, think yeah. think that, right? Yeah, we had some stupidity, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. and um, someone thought it was wise to get into the plumbing business, mm-hmm. you know, and stop putting pipes everywhere. Well, guess what? Every time you dig up that pipe, you're going to maintain the road. Mm-hmm. And not only the pipe, but I mean the, 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 the dollars per gallon, or pennies, I should say, per gallon, does not support. Um, the ends don't justify the means, if mm-hmm. you will. Well, your answer certainly explained why I haven't seen that on the docket and recently. You won't either. <laughs> right. So. And I understand why. Yeah. Um, now, is it true that either today or tomorrow you plan to take out declaration papers and become uh, uh, running for either state senator or state representative? Is that a fact? Um, I'm taking out papers for director of public works for oh. the city of Woonsocket. So All right. I have no intentions of being a politician, especially in this climate. I can dispel that rumor then? You can certainly dispel um, that rumor. As a, you know, I support the, uh, the current mayor. And, uh, she took out her papers yesterday. She did take yep. out her papers, mm-hmm. and I, I, uh, I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. that she did that because I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, continually working with her. And I, I, quite frankly, I hope she doesn't have an opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I just think it's a, a waste of time, really. Two more days to go before we find out. Yeah. We're going to take a break here on the program. We have a caller waiting, and we have other questions. We're going to talk about wastewater treatment, uh, the regional uh, the regional issue with wastewater treatment. And uh, we'll be uh, talking about a few other uh, uh, projects that uh, Steve uh, has got going. He's got, uh, according to my note here, 29 projects uh, going on. And uh, we'll be here right up until 2 o'clock this afternoon That's talking right, about yeah. them. You've got time on your hand, right? All the time in the world. Back in a moment.
Lifetime Weight Loss LLC, located at 250 Eddie Dowling Highway in North Smithfield. Ask yourself, Rhode Island, are you looking to achieve the weight loss results you want and deserve? Are you looking for a structured program that can put an end to constant dieting? If you answered yes, then call 401-375-40. They offer a sensible, supervised, medically developed weight loss program with over 10 years of success. Learn to sustain weight loss for life and maintain muscle while burning fat. Lasting results resets your metabolism. Lose an average of two to six pounds per week if you make a commitment to losing weight and developing smart lifestyle choices. Lifetime Weight Loss LLC will teach you how to achieve these goals. Call 401-300-7540 or visit them online at LifetimeWeightLossLLC.com. Seven-day-a-week dining at Grumpy's. Quality dining, casual dining. Remember, we have luncheons Monday through Friday starting at noontime, $5.99 and up. And then Monday through Thursday, our $10 dinner special starting at 4 p.m. You might find baked manicotti on the menu or honey jack chicken or our special oven-baked meatloaf. Monday through Thursday, $10 dinner special starting at 4 at Grumpy's. Or you can select from our regular menu with so many choices. And our kitchen is open on Friday and Saturday night till midnight for your convenience. So, for quality dining, come on into Grumpy's Restaurant, holding our prices during these inflationary times. Pulaski Boulevard, South Bellingham, Massachusetts. All right, we were at Grumpy's last night, and I had uh, the Cajun tuna melt uh, with jalapenos all through the tuna. Now, of course, I like spicy food, and if you like spicy food, uh, that was on the $10 dinner menu. My wife had her regular burger. Um, if you like good food, you'll find it right there at Grumpy's. All right, Walsh Clothing is at 837 Cumberland Hill Road in Woonsocket. They're open this morning in about a half hour at 9 o'clock. Tuesday through Saturday, they're open. And um, they uh, like to make sure that people know that we go out of our way to carry American-made products. We have over 20 styles of American-made boots from... Four manufacturers, there's uh, the Carolina Company, there's the Thorough Good Company, the Red Wing Company, and the Rocky Company, all making American boots. And um, many styles uh, coming in every day. We sell American-made camber sweatshirts, American-made socks by Fox River in Carolina, American-made full-grain leather belts by Carolina. Even our boot laces and our leather god and boot gods are American-made. We are Waltz Clothing, 837 Cumberland Hill Road. We have a lot more than that, too. We've got rain gear, like, boy, did it rain yesterday, huh, for a while, and coats and shirts. We're Waltz Clothing in Woonsocket. And, um, and if you uh, want to talk with um, the uh, owner, uh, she's right there, and she'll be more than happy to uh, chat with you at 765-7582. And if you go into the um, store itself, Say hi to Rocco. Who's Rocco? He's the uh, the little dog uh, mascot, I guess you could say, at Waltz. And he's um, walking around the floor there. Make sure you don't step on him, right? Rocco over at Waltz Clothing here in Woonsocket. All right, I think we've had uh, enough commercials. I, I want to get back to, uh, st- we'll take another break a little bit later on, but I want to get back to Mr. D'Agostino. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. You ready to go, Mr. Uh, Public Works Director? Let's do it. All right. So we have a caller waiting. Okay. So I'm going to uh, bring up the volume on them so uh, they can hear us. Okay. And um, can you hear me in the airplane? I can. Is it too loud? Or, uh, no, it's, it's fine. fine. Okay. What would you like to ask Mr. D'Agostino today? Hello. Good morning. Uh, two things, really. So <clears throat> I, I was... Uh, going to ask that we just he just talked about something there was some uh, quote stupid ideas or something along the lines of that and I, I don't like going back in time and talk about stuff but i think it's important was part of that what you were referring to as uh when they were going to sell uh drinking water i believe it was drinking water to the that 
plant that never materialized in Barville. I remember that was, I wasn't in town at the time, so I don't really remember, but I do remember people speaking out. Is that related, uh, Mr. D'Agostino? No. No. Okay. One other question then. That was actually would have been lucrative. Oh, that was a good plan, you think? I think so, yeah. We had the water. Yeah, we had the water, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious. I, I really don't have an opinion on it. I, I didn't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, I, I was looking at the site, and uh, I see you actually provide water conservation kits. Is that which I, That's really cool, I think. Um, do you know anything about that program? or The what? I, I, I'm water sorry. conservation kits. Oh, kits? No, yeah. I don't know anything about that program, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Because yeah. at the town's website, I guess the town provides free uh, water conservation kits to residents. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Vigiani, um, the superintendent, he'd be the person to uh, inquire about that. There's a phone number. I'm going to call them anyway, yeah. but I wasn't sure. But no, I'm, I'm excited. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, yeah. I think that fresh drinking water is the most, it's, let's face it, it's probably the most important thing in, in uh, to some, our existence. Yeah, so it's I'm important to me. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> yeah, top yeah. three, right? Yeah. Well, I know. What well, we would make coffee with? Yeah. Exactly, no yeah. Thank you for your call. Have a good day. Take that. All right. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI Wastewater Treatment. The reason I, uh, when I called you yesterday, I told you what I was going to ask you about. And I, I said I was a little bit, I don't know if it was a, a newspaper story that I read. Maybe it was more newspaper than uh, than your interview with uh, Larry Poitras. Um, yep. But um, you mentioned that, um, first of all, uh, the, the wastewater treatment plant issue has been shall we say, resolved to the satisfaction of the state and, and so forth. Right. There's still a lot of work, I think, ahead. But yes. you referenced that th this is a regional issue. Yes. And then I, I thought I heard Connecticut and Massachusetts oh, yeah. being mentioned. And so I thought maybe you could explain really uh, the regional significance of uh, the wastewater treatment plant here in Woonsocket. Steve D'Agostino. Yes. So let me uh, make an attempt at that. So we have our... Wastewater facility, first of all, is state-of-the-art. It's a, it's a great facility. And then we have another facility, um, you know, in, in the same space, if you will, the same piece of property called Sinegro. And we are currently having an agreement, a 25-year agreement with Sinegro that was signed in 2012, before I got here. Okay? Um, would I have signed that agreement? No. Okay? And nothing against Senegal. They, they're in business. They do what they do. But I don't think a lot of people understand the, you know, the, the process, the whole, the, the whole process down at that facility. So Senegal wouldn't exist without our wastewater facility because we treat like 40% of what they take in. They take in liquid sludge. So they dewater it. That water comes through our facility. So without our, our facility is heavily taxed by Senegal. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying now. And um, so, and not only is it at our facility that pumps sludge to Senegal, but, you know, we take sludge from, and I read a list, there's 10 communities in Connecticut. There's 12 in Massachusetts. There's nine in Rhode Island. So I didn't find out until two weeks ago. Can I take a peek at that list? Uh, that you, sure. Uh, I, I, I didn't to... find out until two weeks ago when our plant was uh, in dire straits, if you will. You know, it, it, it needed some severe um, rehabilitation. Uh, I shut Sinegro down. At the request of Jacobs, the, the, the company that runs our wastewater facility, they said, we can't take any more sludge. Help us. You know, we're in, we have a problem where, where, you know, we're in violation. We're dumping into the river. So, fine. I called Sinegro. I say, listen, no more sludge. I send them a letter. So, immediate pushback. They're like, well, these plants up and down the northeast are going to violate. Because they depend on Sinegro to bring their sludge. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, listen. That's their problem, right? That's their problem. We've got to fix our plant before we can help you save yours. Okay? So in that whole conversation, I detected there's a, there's a problem here, Houston. 
um, many of the landfills in the north east they're now refusing uh, cake if you will is a byproduct of wastewater plants and many of uh, you know these areas also EPA is not allowing these new sludge burning plants to come online so our plant Cinegro on our facility is the main plant okay lo and behold so I immediately start making calls to DM you know I notify the mayor and I and uh, I tell her, you know, we need a conversation with regional leaders here, you know, beyond other governors or, or whatever. And we need to, you know, kind of fix this problem before it becomes a huge problem. Because if we're the only facility around and God forbid this facility goes down, what the hell is going to happen here, you know, to all these other facilities up and down? It's the a North domino East. effect. It's a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do uh, with the council and the mayor immediately, and I have my team working on it, I'm going to make us or, or, or venture to make us independent of Cinegro if we had to be. Mm-hmm. Okay? We will process our own sludge, make it into cake, and we'll transport it to the landfill if Cinegro went down. Mm-hmm. Say that facility went down for two days or whatever. Then what happens? You know what I mean? The incinerator. We need a we need a plan B, if you will. You know, we I kind of fell asleep at the switch on this, and you don't know until a major problem occurs, and you say, you know, this needs to be looked at. So this not only needs to be looked at by us, but it needs to be looked at by other states and communities. So two. Um, uh Comments uh, come out of uh, your remarks. First of all, we would not have had this issue with the Blackstone River if we were not connected to Cinegro and some. Oh, 100%. Right. So, in other words, the, the sewage that comes into the, um, into the sewage treatment plant from the city of Woonsocket, flushing the toilets and so forth, right. um, that is well within the means of Jake. Insignificant. Right, it's insignificant. To, to that plant. Right. It's because Cinegro next door, uh, we have to treat stuff that goes into exactly. that plant. All right. Yeah, so, so it, just to give yeah. you some perspective, they they burn 105 tons of cake a day. You know, they dewater sludge, it turns to cake, they mm-hmm. burn the cake. So they're allowed their permit with the EPA, DM, and the whole nine yards, 105 tons a day. Now, add that up, that's 38,000 tons a year. That's what gets incinerated. So, from our facility, uh, we burn on average, uh, or, or we, uh, you know, trans- transfer a sludge to-, to cake around 11 dry tons a day. So, mm-hmm. out of 105, 11 is, you know, what is it, 10%? Not even? Not even. Not even. Mr. D'Agostino, um, <laughs> this is a fa- fascinating topic, but do you have the authority to uh, walk over to the Cinegro plant and say, um, I don't want you to um, bring in stuff from Bridgeport, Connecticut anymore or from Killingly, Connecticut anymore? Can you tell them what not to burn? Is it in the contract that they uh, they can burn anything that they want? No. I mean, if, if it was deemed... Um you know, if, it, if we detected it was hazardous or, 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 you know, toxic or whatever, I can say, you know, no more from there. Mm-hmm. Okay, we do monitor that, but, you know. But sludge, no. Sludge, no. <laughs> and, um, like I say, this, this is a regional problem. It needs to be addressed because I guarantee you, as, 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 as I'm looking at you right now, there will be a day when this will be a, a severe problem, mm-hmm. not only for us, but for other communities. And, um, you know, if, if I have to thank the mayor once again and her, um, you know, she has good relationships throughout the state. And, you know, we were able to um, make some accommodations to our local landfill, you know, Rhode Island Resource mm-hmm. Recovery, and they were great, and they accommodated us, and we got rid of... Um, some cake there, and that doesn't normally happen. It hasn't happened in a long time, actually. 
Are you going to bring this to the city council? Or are they pretty much yeah, aware no, of it? No, I'm going to. I mean, yeah. they're they're aware. But, mm-hmm. um, More know, to come. Yeah, I want to review contracts. I want to um, bring a proposal to make our plant better, safer, more efficient, um, and dependent. Has uh, Center Grove been cooperative? Or are they getting a little bit uh, defensive uh, now that uh, you're uh, putting a little more pressure on them? Oh, no. No, they, I mean, they, initially there was some, you know, pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you can't do that, that type of thing. and. But they, you know, they come around. <laughs> they come around. Yeah. Email, uh, hey, Booch. That's my uh, nickname. Yeah, that's your nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Ask uh, Stevie D. Stevie as, D, uh, yeah. yeah. that's what they said here in the yeah. email. Yeah. How's it work coming on the fire hydrants? Uh, paint, lube, exercise. Yeah. Is it meeting your expectations, uh, this contract? Uh, are they doing uh, a good job? Or Yeah, yeah. No, I have to say, they're doing. A, I think they're doing a good job. I mean... Did you see the conditions of the fire hydrants? I did not study the fire hydrants yeah. before, but mm. I've looked at some of them after the fact. Pretty grotesque. So, um, you know, it's it's really short money um, for amount of fire hydrants. You know, there's a couple thousand. Um, and the, really? Yeah, and they're labor intensive. I mean, I have to say overall, you know, not bad. Pretty good. All right. Next uh, question uh, has to do with the reservoir. I'm waiting yeah. for the uh, actual words to come on the screen. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Good. Uh, who owns a house near the spillway in North Smithfield? Us. Uh, there's frequently a water department vehicle there. That's us. Is it an office or a residence or both? It's it's uh, caretaker. Um, an employee. Do the occupants' residents pay rent to the city? Um, that's a good question. I, I, I believe right. they do, but um, I think it's built into the part of the job that you have to constantly mm-hmm. oversee the reservoir. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. All right. Did you want to uh, conclude any remarks on the wastewater treatment plant? I mean, I understand the issue. I'll tell you, a heck of a lot better now than when you walked in the building. I'll yeah, tell no, you that. I just I just want to uh, assure the the residents that the the effluent right now is, um, you know, it's really quality, high level um, going into the river. The plant is probably the best I've seen it in months. Um, the uh, the primaries and secondary tanks they're at their lowest levels that they've been in months because of some. Pressing equipment um, that Jacobs brought in uh, that I requested that, you know, to dewater the sludge in our own tanks to get the plant healthy again. And um, we're examining some of the equipment there because it's at the lowest levels that they've been in months. So now it's the time to do that. We're going to uh, we're going to make some uh, re- some repairs. We're going to make the facility better. And um, that's the goal. And uh, people don't really realize um, how complicated that facility is. I mean, there's bacteria have to cooperate with one another to to make that whole ecosystem work. So, was this a wake up call for the Jacob Company? Uh, could they have anticipated this? Uh, I'm, uh, nobody's listening from Jacob. I'm going to show you. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so could they have anticipated this uh, or just just a crescendo of events or what? Well, if it was, if they weren't awake before, they're awake now. I so. guess so. Yeah. Back in a moment here on the Upfront program. They're back. They're fresh. They're delicious Italian grinders from the Wasaukee Elks every Tuesday from 10 to 1. And they're still only $7, but this is the last time. When we do this commercial next Tuesday... It'll be $8. But today, still $7. Drive up to the lot at 380 Social Street and pick them up. Call ahead for orders of four or more. For instance, uh, 762-1148 is our number for the Elks of Woonsocket with our uh, $7 grinders. Last day today at $7. Starting next week, $8 for the grinders, but not today. Last chance to save on that one. All right, uh, another commercial here. Uh, the uh, 
law, uh, let's see, the uh, accounting offices of Kayer Kasha, the next. Kayer Kasha, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kasha. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kasha to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. We are here. I do want to do an, an ad for uh, the honey shop, and then we'll get back to uh, Mr. D'Agostino. He's patiently waiting for the next question. We had a caller online. Uh, they, um, they gave up. If you want to uh, get in, I uh, promise I will get right to you. All right. Kathy and Paul, they are the operators of the honey shop on Upper Park Avenue. And uh, what they do is uh, all kinds of things there. They have... Um, uh, they have field trips uh, that they go on, uh, foraging trips, you could say. And, and then they have, like, in-house seminars. I, I went to one with my wife on keto cooking, uh, low-carbohydrate type things. Uh, but they have, uh, you know, a taste of Tuscany coming up on Italian cooking. They have some uh, uh, Mexican uh, cooking uh, seminar coming up, workshops. But they also have a lot of things in the store, uh, like um, like they have natural medicines. Uh, they have uh, planters. They'll talk to you about beekeeping, wine crafting, jewelry making. They have all kinds of um, of items in the gift shop: essential oils, fragrance oils, skincare products, total body health products, supplements. I mean, and of course, honey. We're the honey shop, right? So plenty of honey. Uh, Upper Park Avenue, 1300 Park Avenue, easy place. They're open seven days a week. If you love food, you'll love us at the Honey Shop of Woonsocket. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. Are you here, Mr. D'Agostino? Yeah. All right. I'm glad you didn't leave on the break. No. Nope. All right. Thank you very much. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, next question is on the, um, let me find my paperwork here. Ask Mr. D'Agostino about the Splash Park. Is that a working project? Is that a tough one to maintain? Uh, <laughs> and finally, are you sorry it ever came to be? <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, the Splash Park is, is nice. I mean, that was uh, the mayor uh, was responsible for making that whole park. You know the renovation of it, and no, it, it's a it's a nice facility, and it it's good that the um, you know the, the the families enjoy that in the summer, and especially this weekend it was in the nineties. But uh, no, it's not hard to maintain. It's it's just it's all computerized, and there's a lot of valves, and you know there's some treatment process to make the water safe, and but overall. Uh, a couple of glitches here and there, but uh, no, not overall, not bad. Mr. D'Agostino, what's the difference between uh, work going on this summer by National Grid and the city uh, city works? So can you separate the two types of projects that are going on, and how can we tell the difference short of seeing a National Grid truck there, which is not National Grid anymore, Rhode Island Energy, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Well, the the the, uh, the the projects are simple. I mean, the, the National Grid uh, they're installing new um, pipes for the gas lines, and um, that really has nothing to do with the city. And they're responsible to um, pave curb to curb, um, not right away, within a year, usually, um, when I... Uh, Do you have to sign off on, on that and yes. say, you guys did a good job, or, or come back uh, because it's a little faulty? Yeah, well, both. We do. I do sign uh, all the permits for the uh, installation of the gas lines, and, uh, and yes, we do critique their work and make sure that they're clean and... You know it's acceptable to us, but uh, I gotta tell you, they paved they paved a lot of streets in Woonsocket, curb to curb, and um, some streets, uh, you know, were looking pretty uh, shabby, and uh, they're they're all restored now, and you know, like Front Street area, parts of Transit, um, Logie. I mean, they did a they did a nice job. 
So National Grid, or Rhode Island Energy, as they're now called, yeah. is out there all summer long, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, from uh, from spring to winter. Now, what about your department? Tell yeah. us what you're doing this summer. Well, we're, we're, uh, we're going to be paving um, the re- remaining portion of Winter Street up by the, uh, you know, where the, the, the rich section of the uh, Yeah, the, the fashionable north live. end. Yeah, yes. uh-huh. I'm, yeah, I'm familiar with that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure you are. So... Uh, <laughs> From Prospect down to Harris, we're going to, uh, that was a, uh, a section that um, wasn't done because there was some gas work being done at our request. That's why that they are not obligated to pave it. So we're going to repave that. Wood Avenue is being done. That's by the city of Woonsocket, a vendor that we hired. Um, Myozi Construction. So the entire length of Wood Avenue will be done from the Mass Line right to Cass. Um, we intend to do Rock Ridge um, this year. Um, that's been a problem area for many years. Um, and some streets to be announced. But uh, we're doing, um, we've, we've allocated a uh, million dollars for sidewalk repair. Currently, they're on South Main Street. Um, they're going to, you know, go throughout the city and... I, I suspect that we're going to need more money in that program that, you know, we can probably shift some from what's already allocated. So it's not a new expenditure, but we'll go to the council for that at some point. But sidewalks are the most expensive things you can fix. And originally I went to the council and I said, if you wanted to really fix the sidewalks in the city, it costs you $16 million. <laughs> so they were like, what? What? So, uh. I said, but if we do 1%, that's $1.6 million. So we requested a million. We got a million. But I got a feeling that I'm going to need more out of the money that's already allocated to roads and sidewalks. Well, now I'm going to give you a question that I didn't tell you about. I'm sort of double-crossing you here. That's all right. Yeah, it won't be the first time. Right. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, so, you're out on the street, so do you think, this is leading toward uh, speed cameras, do okay. you think that there's um, a lot of motorists that uh, travel too fast on, one, let, we'll start there, on Woonsocket Street? You're yes. out there. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And do you think that speed cameras might, uh, I mean, this is, Larry Poitras is a big proponent of speed cameras because he lives My on Menden. friend, Men- Larry Poitras. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he lives on Menden Road and yeah. he sees all those trucks going on. Then, uh, tell me what you think of them. Uh, do they... Are they a deterrent? I mean, Providence uses them. Pawtucket uses them. Um, what do you think? Well, uh, you know, I'm not going to... Uh, I don't know enough about them. That's not my area. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did ask me if I, I think there's too much speeding in the city, and I I believe there is. Mm-hmm. Okay? But I'm not... Um, I, I, you know, I don't have enough research right. data... And I'm not in law enforcement, so I yeah. don't know about speed cameras. Being a paving guy, though, uh, in your uh, in your background, uh, what about speed bumps? Do you find them? Uh, no, they're, they're I don't totally, like them myself. Uh, yeah, they're they're annoying. They don't really work, quite frankly. I, you know, because these these cars will go airborne over the speed bump. Mm-hmm. They don't even care. Yeah. You know, most of these kids now, there's a, you know, there's a lot of them that are under the influence and whatever, and. And I really don't care about speed bumps. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I see it all over the city. Uh, we take our life in our hands when we're doing road work. I mean, these cars come by 50, 60 miles an hour. You know, I've seen it right on Night Street. I had a property on Night Street. I see, I see cars all the time. I, I'll call the public safety director and I'll say, you know, really? There's a car that just went by the house at 60 miles an hour. Hmm. And, you know... They'll, they'll set the sign up, and I call the chief, I call the mayor. I get very frustrated with the, the speeding mm-hmm. because it's a problem. It certainly is. Uh, any uh, closing remarks before we uh, end, the, uh, end the interview? Uh, something that uh, you might want to share with our audience? No, um, I mean, I... The summertime, I, or... Yeah, no, I, I mean, I hope everyone enjoys the 4th. It's coming up, and um, looking forward to, uh, you know, another uh, great summer. Uh, in the city, in this area, and um, I thoroughly uh, I enjoy this job, 
and I'm very thankful um, that I have the job. I, I thank the mayor for giving me the opportunity and the most of all the taxpayers for, um, you know, supporting me through the years. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I'm very thankful. Thank this. you for explaining the uh, water quality report to us. Well, my Thank pleasure. you for putting the sewage uh, treatment regionalization issue in perspective for me. Uh, yep. If I do a talk show and somebody calls and you're not here, at least I, I have a little bit of uh, yeah. of a better understanding of it. And I wish you, uh, as gonna, when I do my prayers tonight, I'm going to say a prayer for Cinegrill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and hope that they can square their act. Yeah. Thank you for being with us today. Okay. Good Thank day. Thank you, my friend. You're welcome. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401-639-2906. Let's meet for lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House. Yeah, the Roast House restaurant uh, right here uh, in Blackstone, Massachusetts. And they'll be open for... uh for lunch today at 11.30 in the morning, and they'll present that luncheon menu, and uh, it's a nice menu. Uh, maybe you might want to have a nice uh, tuna melt. Hmm? Yeah, tuna melt is uh, one item, uh, and there are many other items on the uh, luncheon menu. $7.99, $6.99, um, and they also have a, a couple of fish items every day, too. If you enjoy good food, you'll enjoy your visit to the Roast House in Blackstone, Massachusetts. Well, that uh, I want to thank uh, Mr. D'Agostino for uh, coming in. I was confused on a few local matters, and I figured that uh, he could uh, explain them to me, and he did, and uh, we appreciate that. Chris Boulay is with us tomorrow on the Upfront program. On Thursday, uh, we'll have, uh, not the whole show, but uh, we'll have Governor Dan McKee on, and we'll talk about the budget that has been passed. And on Friday's show, uh, Melissa Murray, state senator, she took out her papers to run for uh, re-election. So far, with uh, one day down and two to go, uh, no one else has declared against her. She could be running unopposed. It is um, the end of the program. We'll see you tomorrow on the Upfront program. For uh, Roger, have a good day. Bye-bye, everybody. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.